Episode 225, Part 2 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And welcome to the second half of Sunday Night's Live Show. That's right. This is where we talk video games. I review Hitman Season 1. and a Which turned into an an odd conversation afterwards. I'm not going to get any further than that. but (laughs) (laughs) And then Ed brings us the news. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I guess we always sit back and how much more to say. you, You... you, I guess you just got to listen to the episode. Yes. All right. So sit back and relax, and we'll see you in part two. And we're back. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquadentRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Aquadent Radio in those apps. Actually, not iHeartRadio anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Yes. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So welcome back. Uh, when we last left the program, I was getting ready to talk about Hitman. Yes. Okay, so uh, as we talked about last week's show about something I was going to try really hard not to do. Um, okay, the story, Hitman's been around for quite a number of years. Yes. Uh, you play as Agent 47. Mm-hmm. He's a Hitman. The reason why it's called Agent 47 because he has no name. He was supposed to be genetically engineered in a lab at some point in time. Right. Um, and... His role has changed throughout time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, he was kind of working for the Vatican. Okay. You know, doing uh, hits. And then he winds up getting... Yep. Typical movie storylines in most games. It's, uh, I have a job to do. I do my job. I'm the best in the world. And then I find out the people that I'm working for are scumbags, so I have to turn on them to make things right. Kind yes. Of deal. So this game is... Um, it came out last year, really. Mm-hmm. The Square Enix decided to do something different with the Hitman series and put it in episodes, mm-hmm. uh, five to be exact, with some bonus material here and there, bonus missions and stuff like that. When it, when it came out, I was a little disappointed because they sold this really beautiful collector set mm-hmm. of like of a statue of him sitting in a chair, right. a silk tie, silk red tie with the tie clip. It was be- a beautiful box set mm. um, and it was like 140 bucks at the time right and it, i'm like oh new hitman i gotta get this and then i found that it came with a digital download of the game and i'm like wait why and then i found out more about the series and how it was broken up mm. and i was like well fuck that i'm not getting it then i'll wait till the game of the year comes out you know <laughs> i remember this now, okay because <laughs> eventually what would happen is that they'll eventually put them all on one disc and put it out what do you have that <laughs> this is the last week's episode you should listen to because, you know, we, we always talk about him spending money on video games over and over again. Mm-hmm. He came to an epiphany last week where he could have we could have bought that and then played it as they came out because he, mm-hmm. he would play one chapter, probably get bored with it, and then move on to another game. Where if he got the digital downloads, he would just play it till the end and then go, all right, now I have to wait too much, but I'll play this game in the meantime to, you know, keep it going. Okay. Right, because... I, I found out like when I bought the game, it's a beautiful. It's it came in a beautiful steel package. Yeah. It, it's really, <laughs> really a night, and and it looks gorgeous. Um, so it starts off like twenty years ago, and it's it's kind of like 
he comes to this place to learn to, I guess, as a job interview yeah. for this uh, hit a, hitman agency. I guess you can kind of this <laughs> hitman <way>. agency. <laughs> like, like, hey, we're in a job for hitman. If you if you feel like you have the qual if you have the qualifying skills, apply here. Click the link. I don't know. <laughs> like, all I know is it's in the middle of nowhere. It's snowy mountain, and he comes walking up, and there's a woman who's going to be his handler. Very, very British. Very um, uh, Siri. Very money penny ish kind of like, right. attitude. And she's your handler, and you know you're going through. I guess the um, the qualifying. Like, it's, it's it's shot in this scene where you're behind glass having a conversation with somebody, and then your handler, and I guess the leader of the uh, organization yeah. is talking. He's like, are you sure you want to do this? Because this guy's never been tested. He He's from nowhere. He doesn't even have a, you know, like a name. And it's um, the first chapter is kind of like the, you have a series of tests. <laughs> they get to know us. <laughs> they get to know you to get, it's basically a tutorial to get, learn how to play the game. Right. And it's two, two kind of hit, uh, two kind of hits, I guess you kind of say. Right. Um, One's very generic. Go in, kill this guy. Bing, bang, boom. You're out of there. Problem head. Yeah. Problem is, is that there's more than one way to skin a cat or kill a mark in this pop yeah. in, the, in these ways, and uh, they want you to kind of get to become the the, the silent assassin, um, like I guess top tier. Mm-hmm. They want you to go through as many of these possible combinations as as you can. Okay. Yeah, you know, like before it was okay. Follow the guy. Uh, kill him, and then it's like, okay, well, now turn into, instead of going in as the hitman, go in dressed as the guy he's supposed to meet. Okay. You know, and then there's like, hey, well, then I'll, while you're at it, try killing him this, try poisoning him. Try dropping uh, something on the, because he's on a boat. Try dropping this on him. You know, like all these different assassinations, make it look like an accident. Make him get killed by somebody else. You know, there was like little yeah. things. But when you go through the when you go through the mission once, you only you can't do it multiple ways. You only get to kill the guy once. So you've got to replay those missions over and over again if you want to collect all the uh, you might want to say mission goals. Okay. So you know, I buy the game. I bought it Tuesday, the day she's you know scheduled to come land. Mm-hmm. Um, I popped it in first. I got annoyed because it, again, it's one of those hey, put the game in, wait an hour for it to upload, wait for an update, and hey, all your extra features. Wait for that. But when I finally sat down and played, I, and last week I said, the problem I have is I'm just going to follow the storyline. I'm just going to assassinate the person once, move on to the next story, bing, bang, boom. Just, I'm just going to do it linear. Yeah, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> within the, within the, I must have played the first chapter for like three and a half, maybe four hours. Yeah. Because it was like, okay, well, now I got to. Let me see if I can get that guy, you know, knock him out, take his, you know, his clothes, pretend I'm him, then right. kill this guy, kill the guy the old-fashioned way with the Garrett, drop a thing on him, call, make him explode, you know. Right. All, I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of fun. I like doing this. Like, la 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 And now I'm on to the second mission, which she watched <laughs> me. <laughs> I would be on the, the what's considered the second, I guess would be the second episode. Okay. And this one, obviously, now you have all the tools of the trade. Now it's, here you go. Um, so it takes place, i got to kill two people. Mm. And it's at a big high, high-end high fashion event okay. in Paris. So, you know, I go in, I've got the tuxedo on, I'm all looking all dapper. Right. You know, 
no one ever questions the barcode on the back of my head, because that's my tattoo, right. Agent 47, if anybody's seen the movies. Um, so, you know, I'm wandering through, and I don't know, how long was I playing today? About two and a half hours. Didn't kill anybody. <laughs> Not a soul. Because I, I kept trying to find out ways to do it. Now, what I like, what I do like about the game, here's my pros. I mean, I love the game flat out. Okay. I mean, yes, I did rage quit today. I will fully admit I rage quit. You know, <laughs> so obviously to someone's amusement. <laughs> what I like about the game is that once you, there's different objectives. And once you come across an objective, like if I'm standing next to a group of people and they're talking about, like, for example, in there's a guy named uh, uh, Carl Helmet or whatever. He's a, a model, and he's bald, and he has his makeup on, and you, you bear a striking resemblance to him. Uh-huh. So what you can do is you can knock him out, take his place, and allow you access to restricted areas because everyone, you're a famous guy, so everyone knows who you are, and you're invited there personally. So you can kind of have free reign of walking the place. Obviously, the goal is to assassinate your your people, you know, the people that you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. So I get that. But apparently at some point in time, I missed my window of opportunity to actually kill everybody, the people I needed to kill. So I was like, okay, well, let me try doing this. Let me try doing that. But what I like is that the moment you hear, you, you come across an objective, you can then track that objective. So now there's parts of the map, you know, have... Like a, you might want to say, uh, a waypoint mm-hmm. to go to where there's going to be information that you can use to help progress you through the storyline to get to your marks. Okay, I, I like that because the other ones didn't really have that. It was kind of like open world where you had to kind of figure it out for yourself. Like, well, where is this at? Where is that at? Mm-hmm. And now it gives you little markers. I'm like, all right, I, I'm in. I can follow that better because. I'm kind of stupid when it comes to open world stuff, like most people. Yeah. If you hand me a gun, tell me to kill that guy, I'm going to walk up and just shoot him, and then I'm in trouble. Right. But the idea is you're supposed to get in and get out clean, kill your marks, not anybody else, and be a ghost. Just poof. Yeah, gone. No, you're gone. Right. Right. Um, so I walked around for about an hour and a half, two hours before I started getting pissed off. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to kill people. I'm just going to I'm just gonna walk up and shoot him in the head kind of thing. Or the one guy I got, I was dressed as the helmet guy, yeah. and... The one guy's by a bar, and there's a chandelier, and the the wench to the chandelier is right next to me, so I pop it, and the thing falls on him and kills him. But unfortunately, there's witnesses who saw me do it, so right away, it's like, we got to get him. We know what he looks like, and they tell you that my outfit's compromised. Mm-hmm. So now I have to make my way away from that area to another area where they don't know I'm at, get another di- disguise, or you know, and then try to get to her. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that when you... It, it, it's it's more of a strategy game, okay. and I like that. I do like because I do like the series. I highly recommend it. But I do, I fully acknowledge that it it infuriated me the entire time. So I was just like, okay, well, how do I get this guy? How do I get that? Now, I know the game's been out for a while. I know that I could YouTube video something, yeah, and follow it along. And go, okay, that's how they get. It. That's how they do it. But a part of me is the the enjoyment of trying to figure it out. All right. You know, I want to be that silent assassin. I don't want to breach Quentin. I got so mad because I, I, I got the security guard costume and I was like, okay, well, let me go here. But I can't go far enough because then the private security guys are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't go in here. And I could ignore them and keep walking. But then they're like, Ooh. they'll follow me and yeah. they'll try to arrest me. And when they try to arrest me, I can, you know, do a little hi and knock them out. But by then, 
By then, there's usually more than one person after me. I must have kept. I must have loaded. Or... I'm just picturing now you going, "Hi, yeah," and these two guards just fall down. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah, sorry, move on. So I found myself like constantly like it auto saves at certain points in the game. So I found myself getting fucked and going, "I'll just reload this." It was like a lot of, "I'll just reload this." Just, let me try it again. Let me just like it's, it's this constant of trying to figure it out over and over again. Like, okay, instead of going right, maybe I should go left. Like, I, I went through in my tuxedo. I'm thinking maybe I should try the service entrance, mm-hmm. sneak in as a service guy. Maybe, I, I'm, like, in my head, now, now I'll, I'll now be focusing on what I'm going to try next time. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I highly recommend it, but I did find myself going through that well. Like I said, the, the first day I got it, I must have been four hours, the one mission. And the one that hooked, held me up was a special, um, apparently, when they did a beta Version there was these guys, the big angry gamers. They're overseas and they do a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. Mm-hmm. They did a mission where they had a hammer and they completed the goal using a hammer. Well, the guys at Square Enix liked it so much they added it as a bonus mission. It's called Hammer Time, where you just get the hammer, kill your objective. You're just using nothing but the hammer and not change, not picking up any weapons, not changing any disguises. It took me about a half hour to kind of get through that because it was a little tougher than I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, even though the video was like, you know. Two minutes long. It's like you sons of bitches. Like it was, it was, it was. But when I did it, I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, now I can go back because now once you finish a mission, you can go back and change like your outfit. You can add stuff. You know, like I'm gonna go back and try those two missions again using my Agent Forty Seven suit because mm. I had the training super for it. And then once I kill, once I get through them without being seen or anything like that, I get like a little hey thumbs up, pal. Kind of right. motion, but what I also like too about the game, and I haven't got, I haven't explored that aspect yet, is that they do what's called contracts, where they're just little missions. Go kill this person here, go, and you can create your own too as well. Okay, you know, which I think is interesting. It's fascinating. Okay, well, I did this, this, this. Now, who can beat my score? Kind of deal. Okay, you know, I thoroughly enjoy it. I like it. I'm going to keep playing it. I do know. Oh, Stacy's got her hand raised. What's up, Wh- babe? Whenever you're ready, whenever you're done, no, no, I'm good. just gonna add some shits and giggles on the conversation. All right, go ahead. Okay, so I like to give my point of view of Sean playing video games. Right. It tends to be much funnier. Okay, <laughs> I have uh-huh. never played a Hitman game. Yeah. Never seen any of the movies. I don't know anything about it. Right, yeah. blind. Sean puts it in. And I'm like, all right, play for a couple of hours. I got some emoji shits I need to handle to get ahead of him. So I don't like when he's beating me in that. <laughs> so he puts it in and like an hour and a half go by. And I'm like, did you fucking kill anyone yet? And he's like, no. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Sorry for asking. But he explains to me. <clears throat> From my point of view, this is what it sounds like to me. And this is why I don't think he's going to be very good at this. Because... <laughs> Listen, listen, just hear me out, okay? All right. The expression on his face is spoke volumes. Too bad. This is not Like, go ahead. Okay. So he explains to me that the whole objective is to get in, do your mission, and get the fuck out, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Sean's not good at that in video games. He's an explorer. So when he says that in the whole two hours he didn't kill anyone and he missed his opportunity, the reason why he missed his opportunity is because he walked around the entire fucking venue looking for shit. (laughs) When the whole objective of the game is to get in, kill someone, and get the fuck out, right? Like if you're a hitman, you don't have time to go exploring, none of that. You have a job to do, you get in, you do the job, you get the fuck out, period. (laughs) On to the next person that you need to hit, right? I get it. 
I understand. He doesn't game like that. Please take it from him. <laughs> take the iPod from him. Ed. Uh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. He doesn't game like that. He likes to look at all the tchotchke. If it lights up, he's got to go see it. Right? right? I call it the detective mode only because I play so much Batman. But he can, like, make this little thing glow, and it'll, like, something in the off in the distance will glow. Yeah. He's got to go see what that is. The red person that's glowing that you're supposed to be killing is in the opposite fucking direction. He knows that, but he still has to walk to all the way to the restricted area. That's why I had to keep stopping and starting 18 times because he kept going to places that had nothing to do with what he was supposed to be doing. Kind of does, but very good. (laughs) If it did, he'd have been killing the people. I'm just saying, from an outsider's perspective, (laughs) that knows nothing about the game, that was kind of sort of halfway paying attention, because at one point I asked him, I was like, so what the fuck are you doing? I got a few minutes before my lives refill. (laughs) Tell me what's going on. He's like, so you didn't listen to the whole little story? Fuck no, I didn't listen to it. I don't care about this game. I'm waiting for Mass Effect. I see no video game until (laughs) my eyes are focused, right? Yeah. I didn't give a fuck about what the lady was saying or what his mission is or any of that. But when he explains it to me, get in, kill the person, get the fuck out. That's real cut and dry to me. Like, that's super fucking simple. I can understand that. I don't need to play 18,000 other Hitman games or watch movies to understand the concept of it. He can't do that, though. (laughs) He's not good at getting in, doing it, and getting out. That's not the type of gamer that he is. I respect that, and it's because of all the other video games that he plays, that he explores, open world, pick up flowers, blah, 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 whatever. But why play a game (laughs) that tells you to do this and get the fuck out if you know you're going to walk around and look at everything that glows? (laughs) That's why you didn't kill nobody in two and a half hours. It was hysterical for me. Here's what my handler sounds like. Okay, this is the the Paris one. Good evening, 47. Your destination is the Paris Fashion Show by Sanguine, one of Europe's leading couture brands. Your targets are Sanguine owner Viktor Novikov, a former oligarch turned fashion mogul, and his partner Dahlia Margolis, a retired supermodel, an iconic power couple on the global fashion scene, and two of the most dangerous people in the world. Dangerous people. Dangerous. Get in, kill the dangerous people, and get out. In my defense, I wanted to see if I can get the really cool assassination. (laughs) That's his problem. (laughs) Which is, apparently you make your way up to the top of the, uh, top where she, because she's on like floor three and he's on floor one. Yeah. Right? And it's just big open venue in this big mansion. Well, there there is a goal to kind of get the super cool it's called terminal velocity, where you push her off the ledge and she lands on the other guy, killing them both. Okay. All right. So I kind of, personal goal, I was like, I want to see if I could do that one. Yeah. Me, okay, granted, maybe I was I was being a little eager about it because maybe I should just go in and try the basic ones first. <laughs> but if you're going to, if you're going to aim, aim big, you know, like try not, why not? And I figured I had the right idea to get as Helmet because Helmet's uh, um, uh, a f- that two her and him are kind of friends. Yeah. So once I dressed like him, it was all access. I mean, I can go upstairs, downstairs. No one would bother me. In fact, people are saying, "Hey, what's up?" Like, like they were recognizing me as the other guy. Right. So I'm like, "All right, this is cool. All I got to do is get upstairs, wait for the right moment where she steps on the ledge, where and time it right, and just push her over." Mm. Hopefully not get seen, kind of thing. Right. 
problem is, is that I think I missed the out window of opportunity because like I was wandering around as him because after I knock helmet out, at first I had to do it to make sure I didn't, no one caught, no one saw me. Yeah. But the problem is he's in the open field, so I kind of I can't drag him anywhere. Right. So eventually someone sees the body, and I gotta like mingle in with the crowd, so no one I don't get caught. Then go upstairs, but when I, when I call her, I'm supposed to go up to the second floor, and I think I I think she's right. I think I did take too long. I should have just went right there, but I had to stop and walk the runway because I'm a model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. <laughs> and that's why he's gonna rage quit this game when he plays. He's on the runway and no one else is fucking walking off. I'm like, babe, are you gonna walk to the end of it or no? Like, no. Why? If you're, you gotta walk the runway. But he's just standing there, like at well, the beginning I did of it. Walk after. <laughs> There's no more models on. He had to like wait for his shiny room. <laughs> okay. So at one point, that's why. That's why you were talking earlier, and he dropped his glasses. He didn't drop his glasses. No, he needed he, his moment. He even needed his moment. He was <laughs> yeah. like, like, you're taking too much time. Tell yeah. the story. So, oops, yeah. I dropped my glasses. <laughs> not true. Let me get the spotlight back yes. for a second. Totally him. And I'm with you. I live with that man. I understand, right? But so he's on the runway, and one of his people, that he, the guy that he's supposed to be killing, he turns on. I'm just going to call it detective mode because right. I don't know what it's called. He turns it on. Dude's lit up red. I'm like, ooh, babe, look, clearly you're supposed to go kill that guy. And he's like, well, I got this one thing where I can kill him in front of a camera. And I'm like, he's in front of a fucking camera. Now's your fucking opportunity. No, I don't want to do it that way. Well, <laughs> this is why you're mad at this game. <laughs> because it's telling you you can do it like this, and you that's not how you want to do it. And then there's a whole nother part where when he's talking about how he wanted to go to the third floor, push the bitch over to the balcony, hit the dude, whatever. All right, cool. That Yeah, that's cute. Let's do that. Get it fucking done. Okay? <laughs> fucking do it. Commit. <laughs> Make a decision and do it. A few minutes later, he's like walking in some room that hasn't been dusted in like 30 fucking years <laughs> with like sheets over the fucking furniture. And he's like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Ten minutes, he's still walking around the fucking room. I'm like, didn't you just say you're not supposed to be? This room has nothing well, to do. Okay, again, <laughs> when you're doing these missions, you can stumble across things. One of the things I stumbled across was a actual uh, laptop. Yeah. Well, the laptop had stuff. The reason why I'm killing these people is because MI6 hired this group, me specifically, to go in and kill those two because the two of them are selling secrets to the highest bidder. All right. One of the things I have to prevent is them selling the the spy. You know, it's one of those like they have all the agent, all the other right. favorite agent names. You know, typical spy oh, shit. Yeah, it's mission impossible. Right. Stuff, right. So you got to go in and get it. And I came across this laptop. Apparently, had the information. And I'm like, well, fuck, I can do that one, too. Like, I don't have to be the cool guy and throw them both out the balcony. Because the, they walk in a pattern. It's a matter of, like, just getting that moment back if you wait long enough. Yeah. You know, because they constantly walk. Like, I was following the woman I was supposed to kill. She must have drank this from the same glass of wine cup, like, three times. And I came across rat poison. At one point, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way. I'm going to poison that bitch. Because she walks over by herself and drinks. But I never did it. Because I got distracted by something else. Checkmate. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, let me try the the the, the computer thing. Yeah. Well, then I had to go downstairs. Like, it's on the third floor when I came across this thing. I had to go back downstairs across a field where this woman and a guy are talking. And she's like, oh, thanks for saving me. But I dropped my cell phone out the window. 
But the problem was, is like after she said all that, I I didn't. It was still the the waypoint was still on her. So I'm not sure I was supposed to knock her out to get whatever she has on her. I don't think I'm supposed to disguise myself as her. But I think she's got something on her that I might need. Yeah. I, I don't know. But she just stood there for for like next to this guy. I'm like, well, I. I so he stood there. I was like, uh, I'm, yeah. wa- I'm waiting. I'll just wait. Yeah. yeah. The guy's going to eventually leave. I'll just wait. And then, they, and then they both leave together. And you're like, the fuck. <laughs> right. 20 minutes later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it like, was... it's like her back's to me. All right. Now you can hit me. Hit me over the head. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I'm still I, waiting. I easily could have. Uh, you know, I, I could be dead by now. <laughs> you know, I, um, it was hysterical to watch him play. It really was. I'm excited to watch him play this game because I like when he gets frustrated. It's funny <laughs> to me when he gets pissed off because Sean normally is like calm, cool, and collective. So on those rare moments that he gets so mad that he like shakes his controller in his hand <laughs> or he like kicks the bed, I'm like, ooh, do that again. Get mad. What do I need to like? Bump you while you're doing that. <laughs> How do I make you get mad again? Because I think that it's funny. So for me, it's quite enjoyable to watch him do it. But if if you're a listener, you know how Sean games, right? He does mm. all the time. Yeah. If you game like he does, <laughs> prepare to be pissed off at this <laughs> game because you're not going to go in, kill the person, and get. You're not going to play it like that. You, as a gamer like Sean, you can't do it that way. I get it. I understand. Yeah. But he he can't just do what he's supposed. He just can't. He just and, can't do it. And that's why I always find myself in that constant loop. Like even <laughs> after I get done doing it, like I'll probably try again tomorrow or the next day or something like that. I'm gonna. I'll probably look at the video and go, "How they do it?" Just so I can get an idea and go, "All right." But then there's that part of me going, "Okay, well once I did it that way, I'm gonna try it this way." So I'm gonna be in that loop for a while to try to get it all done, and then move before I move to the next one. I have to be. Because of the kind of gamer I am, like she says, I am the guy that would go, what's in this room? Maybe there's something here. Oh, look, here's a screwdriver. I can pick that up. Why? I don't know. 20 some odd years of gaming tells me if it glows, pick it up. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I might need to shank somebody with a screwdriver at some point. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like there's a crowbar. Maybe, Maybe it's just there because it glows because you can pick it up. And maybe you shouldn't. Like, maybe it's just a distraction for you to have. And you go, ooh, a screwdriver. And you stick it in your pocket. And for the rest of the game, you have no idea why. Because I've done that. There's stuff you pick up. You're like, oh, this is cool. And you put in your sack or whatever. And you walk around. And you're like, after like two, three days of playing the game, you're like, I never used a fucking screwdriver. I I never used it. And and there is moments. But I know that there's moments in, like, there's a crowbar. I know that. There's something in that building that I'm going to need that crowbar for. Maybe. He's like, ooh, a letter opener. Pick it up. Ooh, a crowbar. Pick it up. (laughs) If it glows, he fucking picked it up. Okay? (laughs) His suit has got to be super fucking heavy by now. (laughs) It's got to. The dude's probably miserable. He probably hates Sean because everything (laughs) that fucking glows, he picks up. But it's funny that he plays games like that because if it's a video game, he plays like that. If it's a board game, he does not play like that. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, okay, go ahead. Explain why. All right, fine. More shits and giggles, right? <clears throat> okay, so last night we're at game night, and we're playing a new game that his friend Mark has got, uh, Mansions of Madness or some shit like that, uh-huh. right? Never heard of it, never played it. But Mark's really good at explaining how to play games. So I just listen. All I'm right. like, all right, tell me how to play this, Mark. I can get the gist, right? 
So there's five of us. We all have these little characters. It's in a mansion. Um, there's an app that you can play with it, right? So the app, uh, the DM. Uh, right, yeah, I'll explain it. Remember back, um, there was a, a game called, uh, I want to say Nos- Nostradamus, or back when we were kids, there was a, a board game, and it came with a videotape. Yes. And that you put that videotape in the VCR. Mm-hmm. And then as you're playing this Mastermind. game. Mastermind. Mastermind, thank you. You would play this game, and then every once in a while, a figure would come up on screen going, wait, player on the left. This is now this is what this is what you need to do. Yeah, kind of like this. This ten, it's kind of like that, except it's in the world of H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're in a mansion, and as it's like, okay, well, here, here you walk into this room, and there's a guy like you walk into a room, and blah blah blah, and scary it, music going yeah. through all the whole time. Sure, super fucking dramatic, right? So we're playing. There's a there's a question mark thingy that says you can open a door. Mm-hmm. So I go to open the door because you know. According to him, you want to go in every room and see what's in all the rooms before you go to your main mission, right? Okay. When he talks about gaming, is that not what he says he does? Yes. Thank you. Oh, okay. No, I, I, it's not your turn. Wait, 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 let her finish. But uh, so far, I'm right, right? You're following me, right, Yes, Ed? yeah. Here, let me, let, me, let me turn his mic off. Go ahead. Oh, you're leaving out one key thing. <laughs> okay. In front of the door uh-huh. is a pile of rubble that you have to be able to block the door. Okay. Okay. The fact that they gave you that pile of rubble to block that door only makes me want to go see what's in there even more. Right. Okay. Like, and think about how Sean plays video games, right? Is that not what he would do? Yeah. Oh, so there's a pile of rubble in front of this door. Why is this door so important that they put a pile of rubble in front of it? You got to go see me. I'm like, all right, cool. What the fuck's in that door? For an hour and a half, the five of us are stuck in this room that I opened. I'll admit it. Okay. She Leroy Jenkins did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Leroy Jenkins. Okay. You have to show him the video. I the video. So I open the door. Yeah. Once I open the monsters are popping up, they're killing us all. We're all getting injured. I'll take the blame that it's my fault for opening that door in the first place, right? right? However, I feel like if it was a video game, Sean would have opened that fucking door. Now, see, here's the key part that she forgot to mention. <laughs> Behind the door that's closed, there is a growl and a rumble. And the game is designed to be a group activity where we're a team. Yes. Okay. Now, in the foyer that we were at, there was these little question marks that you would go over to uncover to get clues because you're supposed to solve a mystery during this time as a team. Right? So, there's these question marks. And then you can open up doors and... There's doors that don't have what sounds like all hell being broken loose behind the door. Right. You go around, try to collect as much information as you can. The last thing you do is you go through that door because now hopefully you should be fully prepared because maybe there's a weapon or two that would help combat that beast or whatever is behind that door. Correct? Right. Flag you don't- on the fucking play. Because there's five of us playing this game. Mm. So, like, John's going off and, like, figuring out what this question mark means. We can't all figure out what one fucking question mark means. So, while others... That's why most of the room had three. The first place had three. The second room... And we picked those up. We checked the paintings. We checked the desk and the pile of papers that were on the floor. I waited right. until the it was my turn at all the end right. of the round. <laughs> so I swear that so- I waited. Waited. 
basically, so basically, I played, you waited for everybody to go through those question marks. So they picked up everything in the room that was kind of. There was like one more question mark that wasn't discovered, but it was other people's turn after mine. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna let them do the question mark. I'm gonna open the fucking door. Okay. Basically. I played a board game the way he would play a video game. Okay, yeah. I did. I swear I did. Call Mark and ask him, Ed. And Mark, will... Mark <laughs> had the same strategy I did. He's like, let let's open doors, let's figure some shit out because if you don't open the door, every time we open the door to a new room, there were more question marks. So had we not opened that door, we would have never found the shit that he is saying to go into the room and explore. We have to open the fucking doors. But again, my argument still is you <laughs> wait for the la- that to be the last door. Because out of that entire, there was four doors in that entire room. Three of those doors had rumbling monsters on no, them. No. Yes. One. No. One. No. One ended up in the attic where the big bad guy was of like the end of the game. So like one door was ended up the boss fight, right? <laughs> we don't want to go in there. We got other shit to explore, according to Sean. The other door that Mark opened up, he ran into, like, four more monsters. (laughs) So really and truly, like, you have to open those doors. Even if you don't want to, at some point, you're going to have to fucking open them. You Mm -hmm. have to, right? Mm -hmm. So after we're done, it really did take us, like, two and a half hours to play this game. And it said it was a 60-minute game. It took us so We We didn't get home to, like, 1.30 last night. And then right. Mark did text us, like, a, a group message, like, at 3.30 in the morning. Because apparently, when we do game, game we want to play it a lot harder mm-hmm. than it was meant to be played. So, in, in retrospect, we'll play it again. Because now, Mark's now finally got, like, all the, like, when the monster, one of the rules was that if the monster has this movement, and if you're in the area of movement, you get, get hit. But the problem was, is if there's no one, it, it can't go through doors and stuff like that. It's only in that room. Mm-hmm. So if you're not in that room, that monster doesn't go anywhere. Okay. So we were we were, we were playing really fucked up. We were just kind of like, sure, why not? Which is why it took us two and a half hours. Right. At the end of the night, when we put the game away and everything, we're getting ready to go home. So I go potty before we ride home. I come out the potty, and Mark's like, Stacy, we have to calm down next time. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, apparently, according to Sean, we shouldn't have opened oh, those doors. hold on for a second. That's not exactly what he said. He, Mark admitted that Stacy and him, Leroy <laughs> Jenkins did, where they just go in and bust through doors without because John picked up a journal that he could read every turn he had. But he never had, and to get more information about what we needed or maybe weapons or whatnot, we never got that moment because her and Mark kept, you know, having to fight all these monsters. Okay, but you could (laughs) stop because you could, y'all could have let me and Mark deal with the ass whooping on the other side of the door that we opened up. There were lots and lots of times that John could have read his stupid little fucking journal, okay? <laughs> there were lots of times. We all got, like, two actions per mm-hmm. turn. Mm-hmm. So he could have, like, took a swing at one of the monsters and then read his fucking journal. It could have been really simple. It wasn't. It wasn't fucking me and Mark's fault. Me and Mark played the board game the way he plays video games, and he didn't like it. That's not true, Ed. Yes, it is. Okay, if I'm the kind of person that looks and I want to uncover every rock before I go into battle, how is opening the door where you know there's going to be a battle behind it the way I play a video but game? But we also found the butler dude in the door that I opened that ended up giving us the key and the gun that Jess had that she that got she taken from That she didn't do her. anything. Only because she got taken from her. That wasn't her fault. Had we not <laughs> opened that door, we would have not found that butler. I'm just saying, I played the board game the way Sean would have played a video game, and he didn't like it. I, I for, Okay, <laughs> she's misrepresenting me. I never said I did not like it, 
Did I say I did I ever say I did not like it? No, you never looked at okay, us and were like, so I that, don't like that. So then don't don't misrepresent me. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. she knows you. She, yeah, she, you might not say the words, yes. but the expression of your but face because explains because a lot. Because the moment we walked in and she was like, the first thing that was announced was there was a rumble behind that door. She was already, I'm going to find out what's behind that door. Even before we even knew where we were going, I was like, she's going to get us all killed. Just flat up. And she damn near did. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. We all lasted a really long time until Mark went inside, went insane. Okay. <laughs> in the game, not really. In, in the game. In the game. He never once was like, I didn't like the way you played that finger wag. He never did that. He didn't. He really didn't. Right. I'll admit that. But by him being like, hey, Mark, I think that next time we should probably not play it the way that y'all played it this time is is basically wow. saying wow. That, is <laughs> that we did it wrong. Lie. She is a female. That is you, such a lie. You she, say one thing. <laughs> And, and the statement reads, she reads was, between lines that are not even there. Yes. She was in a bathroom, so she did not hear the conversation that started by Mark going, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do it. Maybe we shouldn't do it that time. I didn't time. have to hear it. All it took was for Mark to tell me that we played it wrong, and I knew it's because he opened his fucking mouth. I never said <laughs> That's a all. word. That's I was agreeing with Mark. I was like, yeah, maybe we should have. You know, I'm just saying, you don't go video game... Look, if there's something glowing and there's a guy, chances are he has something for you. If there's a locked door or a door and there's stuff next to that door that you can throw in that door, the barricade, and there's a ruckus going on behind that door, that should not be the first door okay. you open. All right, question. Yes. You know there's a ruckus behind that door, right? Uh -huh. But something's glowing on the other side of that door. What I, are you going to do? Door's closed. I don't know that until I open it. But... <laughs> We know that we knew that in every single room there was going to be little glowing question marks. Sure. Okay, that's not a secret. We knew right. that. What I'm saying is, you're playing a video game. I'm just curious how you would have handled right. the situation. You're playing a video game. All right. You hear a grumble on the other side of the door. Wait, wait, wait. Ding, <laughs> ding. Okay, go. go ahead. You hear a grumble on the other side of the door, and you know that there's going to be something in that room yes. that you can discover. Are you not going to go in that fucking room? It's the last room I go into. I don't believe you. Uh, if then, you're then playing you, with then, five other people? Then you then you never actually really watch me play a video game. Okay, you're right. Uh, you're say, right. It's always oh. the last room. It's the last room. That is the wrong into. right. You're right. <laughs> you're right. I'm wrong. Okay. So uh, it, it, Hitman 40 is the five-chapter thing you're going to recommend. Yeah, it. I recommend it. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's move on to some nerd news. All right, what do you got, nerd news? <laughs> well, uh, I, think we, I think we got blessed this week with us two major uh, stories All right. uh, to go on. Of course, I'm going to the first one is uh, Ben Affleck stepping down as director for the Batman movie. Uh, yes, I didn't read the article, so I figured Ed will probably bring this to the show. So what do you got, Ed? Uh, well, he says that uh, he, he feels that he can't do both uh, well, so he wants to step down as director, and he wants to focus just on the craft of being an actor. And of course, well, okay, stop. Keep in mind, he's also writing it. Him and Jeff Johns are co-writing it. Okay, I. Oh, you did not know that? No, I did not know it. Oh, I didn't okay. mention this in the article. Oh, okay. So you know, I'm just telling you from what I from what All I've right. read. So from what I understand. Okay. It's posting it on our Twitter account. That's why the silence. Twitter and then Facebook. Yep. So we'll be able to both see it. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah. So he's probably thing. Of course, they said that a lot of people have you know concerns after the, of course, the uh, 
the movie he just was in, Live by Night, Live by Night, didn't do so well, being his as well right, as being a star it, and it, a director, and I think writing it as well. So you know, doing that triple thing was a little bit too much. But he felt that you know, going going through all the uh, things with Batman, he doesn't feel that he could direct it properly. Okay, so he's going to hand it off to somebody else. So he's stepping in right. as director, but he's still going to be Batman and well, Bruce yeah. Wayne. I mean, okay, so. Okay, so opinion. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the I think it's the worst idea ever. I I don't think he should step down uh, as director. I really think that he would have brought Batman to the forefront of DC, like Marvel is doing with all their characters in their movies. I think it would have been a successful movie. Him directing it, you know. Right. I, I don't. I think that somebody should else edit it, you know, because I mean. Granted, the, the the Live by Night movie was a bit longer, and there's a lot of extra stuff in there that probably could have been edited out and made a more coherent movie that would have been better I, to I see. Ha- I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it either, but this is what I'm hearing from critics and okay. people talking about the movie. So that's that's the, the idea. And I think maybe that's why he, he got that kind of uh, uh, situation by Live by Night, and he's kind of thinking second-guessing himself. Feet. Yeah, second-guessing himself, and he's... He goes, let me step down as director. I'll play Batman, but, you know, let somebody else do it. So I think in, in those terms, I think it's just a bad idea. I think he should continue on to be the director, you know, stay with the ship. You know, I think he, he would have brought Batman to the way we would have seen him. Um, see, I, I kind of disagree. Okay. Only because I feel like he knows his limitations. Mm-hmm. If I, maybe he did get cold feet because Live My Night. Maybe it wasn't a critical or financial success. Apparently, according to the reports, it's going to lose $75 million. Mm-hmm. All right. And it was a passion project for right. him. Okay. So we, we, most of the time when a person does a passion project, they tend to put too much into it. I don't think he was an editor, you know, per se. I think that because he, he wrote it and directed and started it, it's, it's, you're juggling too many plates. And I think as long as he, him and Jeff Johns are writing it, so you know that he's going to have at least some say as far as what's the written, what's on the written. Well, he's going to still be a producer for the film, right? And and I don't know. I mean, maybe again, does he really have to direct Batman? Um, I mean, I I mean, he's done a lot of great directing. I think you know, I, so I, I mean, I for me, it's kind of like like I like to see what he would would have done with this. You know, as a director as well, as beside being the character and the writer. Now, I've absolutely right. no, but. That's, you know, I think he could have done it. I mean, I, you know, I think he would, if he had more people like along with them, like, like Jeff Johns writing with him, he, you know, that, that at least that would be like Jeff Johns would kind of like rein him in a little bit going, wait, you know, this is too much. Like, let's cut this down or let's, you know, change this scene a little bit, you know, since he's more into, uh, well, they're both into Batman, but he's, you know, writing, uh, he's president of the DC's comics. Right. So he would have, you know, ga- gotten, you know, gauged more of what's going on in the comic world and going, let's, let's. You know, not incorporate so much. We don't need to tell the whole story. There's more movies we can make with with uh, Batman. And my only counter is Ben Affleck's already won an Oscar for writing. So you step aside, and Ben wants to rate that as as he hasn't won an he hasn't won an Oscar for directing yet. Yeah, he probably got screwed out of the Argo because everyone kind of snubbed him on that one. Okay, you know, but he does already. Him and Bat, him and Matt wrote Good Will Hunting, won an Oscar. So you know he's got the writing chops. Mm-hmm. You do know he's got the directing chops, and he's also got – he doesn't have an Oscar for acting. He probably – I'd be surprised if he ever does. Um, but I, I – you know, okay, so it's one less thing he has to do. Maybe it is I can focus on the script more because then 
I can not have to worry about how someone, how I would film it this way because I can write it into the script. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it happens all the time. I mean, you know what? I'd be more concerned about the Flash movie because they're starting from ground zero. You know, the Flash movie has lost three, four directors. Now they're going back and having a, a whole re- rewrite of the whole script. You know, like as almost if like they decided, oh, now we're going to restart. We're going to start over again. Mm-hmm. When that character has already appeared in what will be two movies, three if you want to count Suicide Squad, but you don't because it's right. the walk-in part. But, and then we kind of go like, and it all has to be done by this date because we've already established the fact that Regardless, it's it's one of those things Warner Brothers seems to do is we're going to have this is going to be a release date. Now it's it's still falling apart, and instead of pushing back that release date or taking it off the plate for a little while till it's fixed, it's no, we're committed to that one. So now we're going to keep throwing directors at it until something sticks, mm. which could be a good thing, but also could be a bad thing. Especially the Rocky starts already had already with both you know the uh, Man of Steel with Batman v Superman Suicide Squad for as much money it made. Really wasn't that guy, that overall great as a movie. Now again, I did like it more the second time around, you know, seeing it. But it still is an eh, movie. There's nothing makes me walk out go, wow, that was good. Mm. It was more like, all right, it's enjoyable. If I can, if there's nothing on TV and Suicide Squad's on, yeah, I'll watch it because there were moments where I'm watching it going, fuck, that's a really good scene. What the fuck happened? Mm. You know. And then Jared Leto would walk in and and it'd be like, okay, you know, I can get past the look now. The, 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 the character of him, I was like, eh. Margot Robbie, you know, I was a little bit more um, pulled in by her this time around because mm. I've already went through the process of sitting there, arms folded, going, you better impress me. Now that I know what to expect, I was able to kind of enjoy it a, a, a second time. So I, I kind of, but it's still a rocky foundation that they have. Mm-hmm. So maybe Ben, again, uh, no, regardless, here's the problem. Playing Batman or any superhero in any superhero in the Mar- in the Disney in the DC universe is going to have, in my opinion, already um, a lot more slings and arrows than a Marvel movie or any other superhero movie because too many people are judging it on what has come pe- in the past. And like, if I if, if they say, you know, what, Ed, you're going to direct the next Batman movie. Now, let's say you're an established director. You're not just some Joe Schmo right. off the street. Right. Would you want that kind of pressure? Sure. Really? I think it would be a great opportunity. You know, I mean, okay, like, well, yeah, but regardless of, like, it's a great opportunity, sure. But are you going to take the slings well, and it, arrows? Well, here's the thing. I don't, uh, the slings and arrows don't bother me that much. Right. Because it's like, okay, I have, I have a huge uphill battle now to fight. Like, I'm going to take this on head on. And do the best project I can. It's what Warner Brothers is going to do to me that's going to make me go. You know what? This is not fucking for me. I'm I'm leaving. You know, like the you know creative differences, bull crap. Right. You know kind of thing. And that's why they walk out because odds are somebody is stopping them from doing their vision. Okay. Right. And I don't think Warner Brothers, for the life of me, can understand what DC <laughs> heroes are about. I, I don't think they fucking read up a comic book. I don't think they even try. Like, you know, it's like, watch the fucking DC animated movie. You don't want to read because your lips move right. while you're reading the fucking comic. 
at least watch the the, the 90s uh, animated movie, animated series. At least you'll know, have a good idea what Batman's about. Right. You get a good good impression of, of what it is. So from there, from that, you can you can go. Well, I don't think they even done that. I don't think they even bother. It's it's just how much money we can make. What can we do? Oh, we got to get a product placement in because we we don't want to spend. 50 60 80 million dollars or 250 million dollars on this project right. because we're gonna we might lose it because of all the all the extra fucking uh, uh marketing we have to do for this movie we want toys right you know so you know what toys can we can we do is this kid friendly you know can we right. you know are we gonna get sued because you know batman has a, a thing that shoots out and the kid swallows it you know right. you know kind of thing and there's gonna be a lawsuit now against that you know like like are these two scary scary uh, uh characters scary enough because the art renditioning that you thought was cool is now like well that might be bad for four-year-olds and five-year-olds and six-year-olds right. that want, love batman you know kind of thing so you 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 might have those problems but i mean i'm thinking i could probably you know work around that like as best i can but if it's like something where warner brothers is just like you got to get Perrier water in in the product shot somewhere, right. you know, kind of thing. Batman's got to drink it, you know. Not Bruce Wayne, Batman, you know. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, like Batman drinks nothing. <laughs> he says very little. He fights. He kicks ass. He's great. Shut the fuck up. He Let me pr- do my job. He probably has a cooling system in his in his suit that when he pees, it cools him down. He doesn't have to drink. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> My pee's cooling me down. That's right. Well, don't, wow, it's really hot. It's okay. I pee in my suit. And now I'm about that circulating. It's like antifreeze. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with all that, though, maybe that's the same thing Ben's going through. And he's like, you know what? I, you know what? I don't but I mean, I, I mean, he had such a passion for the character that I felt that he would have been the guy to basically finally dust it off. Go, <laughs> there's a shiny piece of gold for you now to be a cornerstone yeah. for the. For the DC universe, for Warner Brothers, and, and I agree. But the problem is, in Hollywood, you're only as good as your last project. Yeah. So because this movie now bombed, you know his this current movie now everyone's going to be like, does does has Ben Affleck lost his edge? You know his first movie directing outside of after you know what should have been an Oscar winning directing job, but gets completely snubbed. What's he going to do next? So he directs this movie and it bombs. People are going, maybe he doesn't have it anymore. Do you, you want to give him the keys to a Batman movie? Now, you and me are like, yeah, sure. I, yeah. Because he's not only directing, but he's also writing it. And it's like, and he's starring in it. Kind of, to me, it's still the best thing about Batman v Superman. You know, so I kind of feel like maybe it's, it's, it's that pressure of like, well, you know, is he good? Maybe he's not the right. Because now I just saw something on the internet, too. It was like, are they going to replace him now as Batman? Like, really? Really? That's, you know, like... <laughs> Who is that? Moviepilot.com? Probably the rag of, of the internet. You know, next to BuzzFeed. <laughs> uh, uh, hard-hitting news. What kind of puppy are you determined by what you had for breakfast today? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently we'll move on now. Oh. Uh, apparently people, some people have asked Matt, uh, Kevin Smith. Uh, if he would direct a Batman movie, yes, and he went to Twitter saying no. Yeah, he's always said no. But basically, is I'm flattered, but three things make directing Batman impossible. One, I haven't spoken to Ben in years. Two, I've made yoga hosers, <laughs> and three, common sense. That's <laughs> <laughs> the reasons why. Well, yeah, because I mean, even he said himself, if you give him directing as Batman, it might be more 
you know, comic book friendly, but it would also be probably a boring movie because he would try to do the. Kevin Smith's not really known for directing action, mm-hmm. and again, are you really going to give the keys to a guy who makes great independent movies? But when you give him the keys to a two hundred fifty million dollar movie, when he might be able to actually do it in forty million dollars and be able to make a better profit, but it will be more detective story rather than action movie. I don't know. I mean, he's been doing the the the. He's been directing a lot of the DC uh, universe uh, TV. Yeah, the Supergirl, so, I mean, like, Flash. So like, like he's getting that kind of like reins of learning, like those those like action scenes and stuff like that. That I think like he could, you know, possibly, yeah. you know, now be able to step into a, like a a full feature superhero movie and do really well. Uh, maybe, but I still think he's uh, as much as I love him. I still think he's too green behind the ears as far as doing action type sequences outside of the comedic action. Mm-hmm. So I think give him a couple more years, like make him, I know he's, you know, he's, he did, he's done flash. He's done two episodes of uh, Supergirl. You know, one just aired last week, I think. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were good, but give him he's still a noob in that realm. Like maybe he's better in an hour format than he is in a two and a half hour format. Mm-hmm. You know, personally, because I think, you know, you move at a faster clip, you know, it's, I, I just, I just think they, I, I can you, a person should know their limitations. I think Kevin falls in that, that realm of knowing his limitations. Okay. And he's like, you know what? I'd rather watch than make it because he knows what, what goes involved in making a movie, the pressure that's on it of making sure that you got the people who are backing up the money going, this is what we want. You know, this is what we need. And, and dealing with a major corporation as such as Warner Brothers might be too inclusive in the creative process. You know, where to some people it works well with some and not so with others. Mm. I think that, you know, like when Ben Affleck directs Argo, no one's looking at it as a $200 million movie, action movie, where you have an icon. It's a story that he wants to tell. But the moment you slap Batman on the screen, it's like everyone's watching you. Everyone's criticizing you. Everyone's looking over your shoulder and going... That's not how I would do it. And, you know, I'm the one who gave you that $5 million. This is how I would do it. And maybe just some, he just goes, you know what? I'm done. All right. I mean, I I think, though, for, for Kevin, I think this was the right choice for him to, to kind of, you know, turn it right. down. Though I'd still like to see him do a superhero movie. Sure. You know, maybe not a, a Marvel or DC, but maybe a third right. party kind of character that you would see. And I think he would do a great job. Like, I think he would he would bring a... A spice to it that would really be fun. Yeah, all right. So, all right. What else you got there? This was the other big news of this week that uh, that I'm not really happy about. Oh boy! But I'm kind of like I can't wait to see what happens after this. Uh, as you know, P- uh, Doctor Who is going on right now, and Peter Capaldi is the do- current Doctor. Right. Well, after this this le- next season that's that's finishing up uh, for 2017, he's stepping down as the Doctor. So is he quitting? Yes. Okay. So. Okay, that is kind of a... Uh, yeah, he feels that, you know, he, he doesn't stay... This has been, like, three years, and he doesn't stay on a job too long. He likes to keep moving around okay. from different project to different project to see what's out there and, and to really explore different different ways of acting. So he's, he doesn't like to settle. Right. So he's not settling down. He's, he's kind of like, I want to move on to something else, and, uh, you know, good luck, Doctor Who. So right. I'm, I'm kind of excited for this. I... I well, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a big fan of Peter Capaldi's Doctor, Who, and I think he's okay. I don't think he's. I don't think he's like a David Tennant or Matt Smith, 
I think he's okay. I mean, I didn't like him at first, and I still don't. I'm like, I don't like his personality of what he portrays as Doctor Who, but everybody seems to like him. So I'm like, all right, you know, I, I'll, I'll go along with this. He's not horrible at it. Hashtag not my doctor. Right. <laughs> but here's the thing, and this is this is the always the argument we had for for years now. The fact is, is that there's there's supposed to be twelve generations of right, Doctor. Right. So this is number twelve with Peter Capaldi. Go, goes and they they make the new doctor that's going to be the last generation like what happens after that and i know there's arguments all the geeks get all the <laughs> flutter they'll go there's the war doctor and blah, blah, blah. and then when when uh, when uh, matt smith was the doctor in the christmas episode he did this thing where he could have multiple more generations and blah 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 it's all bullshit <laughs> tell you right now it's all bullshit Okay. Oh, the radio program that they apparently still air in, in London and England, that they have these different things. About, but it's, it's all bullshit. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the main show. All right. And that's it. You know, so, so this next doctor should be the last doctor. Should be the, should last. Be the last doctor. So I'm kind of curious to see how long this is going to run and what's going to happen at the end. Okay. Now, if. if, if Achoo! Achoo! Thank you. Sorry. I was trying to get another one coming up. Thank you. All right. All right. So what's the article? So he's he's done. He's out. He is done. He is no longer going to be involved. It's going to, I think, 2017 uh, Christmas episode is, is going his to, last one. Because they usually regenerate at that right. point, And then, you know, we're going to get the new doctor. Okay. So. So now maybe in, this is now me being, the, I'm going to poke the, the doctor who bear that's inside you. Yeah. Maybe during with the new doctor, even though he might be the, the in your quote unquote last doctor. Yeah. Maybe something happens in that season to give him more regeneration. Fuck you! It ain't happening. <laughs> I don't fuck. I don't fucking care what you say. This has been a staple for fucking fifty years. Fifty years. This has been the staple. I'm gonna say it one more time. For fifty years, this has been the staple. So whatever bullshit theories you guys have, it's bullshit. I, All right. I, I. Okay. I'm good. All right. You sure? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean. I mean, I honestly haven't seen a single Capaldi episode. Yeah. I think I saw the first one and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Jenna Coleman, she was out after the first season or, or the second season. Mm, second you know. season, yeah. So it's like, you got the gig. Everyone's like, oh my God, you're in Doctor Who. How awesome it is. And, they all, and it seems to be like, like, shit, I'm fucking in Doctor Who. I'm out of here. Like, it seems like both of them might have just cracked Well, Jenna Coleman was in with, uh, with the 12th, with the Doctor before, Kevin, uh, Matt Smith. So she's been she's been in two doctors. So it's right. time for her to move on. Like, yeah, you know, as far as far she's, her companionship is no longer required. <laughs> Let her move on. I mean, she was a fine companion. I enjoyed watching. Rose was with David Tennant for no, quite a number. Yeah, of years. Yeah, but how many other how many other doctors you with? At none. Exactly. <laughs> in fact, I think they got rid of her before they got rid of him. Yes, they did. I I, I mean, yeah. I mean, okay. Um, who do you think they're going to get, though? I mean, that's going to be the big thing. Who? Yeah, that's going to be the biggest question ever. And I'll tell you this right now. Whatever you think it is, it's not that first. I saw a person post uh, just one photo. The next doctor should be this guy. And it was Hugh Laurie. Yeah. You know, uh, There's a ton of people. They they were talking about uh, 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 Loki. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Thank you. <laughs> to, be, to be the next doctor. 
Yeah, that's that's fine. I, I like that. I like I like every choice that everybody thinks that it's going to be. Except for Peter Cavaldi, he sucks. <laughs> He's done. I don't care. Like you can move on. Like let him do other projects. He's a fine actor. I've seen him other stuff. I enjoyed his I enjoyed his acting. Right. But you know, I just didn't like how he portrayed the Doctor, and that's just my opinion. And I know it's it's worse shit. So I, I, look I, again. I don't. I haven't. I haven't seen enough episode to formulate an opinion. So for me, it's like I'm like I'm like I'm still watching it because I'm you know I'm hooked and I did want right. to be hooked and I told you that story many right. times I'm not going to tell it again, but the whole thing is is that no matter who you think it is because he just Alba came up you know I'm like yeah well, he'd make pretty good doctor like I I, I could see that like that would be sure. enjoyable you know kind of thing all these British actors they would come up with even some females I'm like. Yeah, you know what? I can go with that. You know, like sure, why not? You know, like I, I, I don't spice it up a little. I don't care. Like right. I, I really don't care. But the thing is, is that whatever doctor you think it's going to be, you're completely wrong. Because because nobody said Peter Capaldi's the next doctor. Nobody said that's it. true that until was... they announced it. Like who? Yeah, Peter Capaldi. Who? He was in Three Musketeers. Oh, that guy. Yeah. You know, and it's like there you go. You know, like, he was a crass lawyer and Matt stuff. Smith. Uh, who exactly? Yeah, Peter Ten- uh, David Tennant. Who exactly? Yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly who you're gonna get. You're gonna get the guy who. You're not. That's gonna, why he's the doctor. Yeah, you're you'll get a a face Hence, and a name. Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get a, a face that's popular over in Britain that America has never heard of. Yeah. And the, all the Americans are like, well, I don't know that guy. Yeah. Exactly. That's the point. That's like, the point. No, they should just. They're not gonna pay him a lot for the first season because they want to see how it goes. I'll be the doctor. I'll put my out through my head. Make an American doctor. Make it me. I'll, you know, be like, <laughs> hashtag not my doctor. <laughs> I think it'd be a fine Doctor Who. <laughs> I think it'd be the worst. I, Sylvester McCoy be like, I'll be out of the shithole. <laughs> All right, sure, Sean, go ahead. I'd be like Doctor Who. I'm the guy playing first. <laughs> who? Yes. <laughs> Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so what else you got there in the news? Uh, well, we speak of Flash, but not the, the movie, the, the show. Uh, creator is uh, looking to create another uh, superhero mo- show for the uh, CW-verse. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Uh, the Flash creator yeah. is looking to create a new superhero or have an, another superhero join the CW-verse. Is it a, a random character or is it a... It's, it's somebody that I've mentioned in the past that you really have no idea who it is. It was somebody from the 70s that I've talked uh, about. All right. Well, let, me, I'm, I'm, let me just... Uh, Are you going to post it? I'm going to post it first so that way people can go, oh, <laughs> that person is Black Lightning. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know who Black Lightning is. Yes. That's because they, they needed to um, diversify when they did the Justice League. <laughs> they went wait we still got those white guys being the figureheads we need somebody else get cyborg and get black lightning <laughs> oh, that's sad anyway all right so so they once he was bring back black lightning yes i mean they brought mr fantastic mr terrific yeah mr mr terrific into the Arrowverse. yes they did apparently quite well as well wow quite well as well look at that um <laughs> They got the character pretty down pretty good. I mean, you didn't watch Arrow, so yeah. All right. You're like, yeah, I don't watch it. All right, whatever. <laughs> like, back to Cap- back to Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
Let's talk about this fourth tier character. All right. So tell me. No, more. it's not the fourth tier. I'm talking about Mister. Tell, tell me more about Black Lightning. Well, his 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 past is that he was an Olympic athlete. Ran really fast. Yes, he did. Not really. He's a runner. They yeah. called him Black Lightning. They called him Black Lightning. <laughs> and he goes back to his town to right the wrongs. <clears throat> Seeing the theme here. Kind of like Luke Cage. Yeah. Just, oh, right. Seeing the theme here right, of all right. their you know shows basically, and uh, basically. Uh, there's something happens to him. It doesn't really say in the article what, what happens to him. But gives him superpowers. Gives him superpowers and he becomes flat struck light. by lightning. That's <laughs> probably it. I'm going to say he probably fell into something and he got struck by lightning and bam, black lightning. All right. He runs really, really fast or is he kind of like Electro? I never, I don't remember his powers other than the fact. Uh, he flies like a lightning bolt. That's it? Well, I mean, he has, well, he could shoot electric beams out of his hands. Oh, okay. So yeah. kind of like Electro. Yes. Except Electro never flew. Right. Okay. He could, this one could fly. Okay. Does, does, he, turn, does, black he, does he turn into a lightning bolt or is it? Yes, he does. Really? Yes. I, did, look at me. I don't know that. <laughs> I Is it like like the upper half of him is still black lightning and the tail end of the Well, that's what, they, that's what they did in the, in the cartoon. Okay. For the, for the for like super heroes, super right. friends and all that kind of stuff. That's what they used to do. But generally, like like in some of the comic books, he's just like the the like you really uh, don't see, you don't see him. You just see the lightning bolt, bolt and right. then bam, there he is. There he is, right? Black lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's like just like that. <laughs> just like that. Everything crack. Black lightning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly how it's going to happen. Well, you know, that's how it worked for, we call it, uh, uh, sexual chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Go to America. Sexual chocolate! (laughs) This lands. (laughs) What's that noise? Black lightning! (laughs) Oh, shit. Black lightning. I know he said it every time he lands. (laughs) Bam, black lightning. (laughs) Now run, villainous. (laughs) (laughs) So right now they're during, during development of creating the show for CW. Just walking to land. Bam, black lightning. Who are you? I just said it. Every time I land, I say it. Like every time Flash stops, Flash. Right before he leaves. Who are you? I'm the Flash. You might say I'm Superman. Who are you? Superman. I'm super mega. Tough room. <laughs> he just flies off. <laughs> and then black lighting. Bam! Black lighting! Hey, it's black lighting! Woo! <laughs> so, what do you think of. That black lighting? Yes. Uh, all right. Is he going to roll like thunder? <laughs> is he going to. Is he going to crap light? Uh, is he going to crab thunder and piss lightning like, like Mickey would have said? <laughs> <laughs> you got any more? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm sure. Why not? I mean, I'm all for like, why not? Who else at this point, the roster that they have is so vast. And you know what? For, for, I mean, let's face it. There is a, I hate using this term, a lack of diversity in the superhero community, as far as what we see on screen and television. Mm-hmm. So if you can bring another character like Black, Black Lightning or Mr. Terrific, while they may, or Luke Cage, while they may be B or C lister comic book characters, to somebody they're an A lister. 
Yeah. So you know what? To actually have a live action Black Lightning is was would never have been heard of. Yeah. You're right. So you know what? Sure. Why not give them the shot? Like I think the 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 Berlanti verse, you know the WB shows, mm-hmm. the CW shows. Yep. Are knocking it out of the park with their characters. Right. So you know what? Sure. Why not? You know if I, if they're gonna if they want to throw another character in there, I'm in. You know, it might not be the original kind of. You know, he's not gonna be landing on black lightning every time he takes off and lands. But I mean, as long as they get the the, it seems to be they do as well as the Marvel Cinematic Universe does with redesigning a character, but still keeping the comic book heart that's involved in it. Mm-hmm. Like you know what, we'll give you the origin story. It may not be a direct, straight line as it is in comic books, but but we'll we'll you'll you'll see that comic book character in these storylines. Mm-hmm. So you know what, maybe maybe you know having Black Lightning or like Falcon. Now, I never thought I would ever see Falcon in any tell live action show, let alone a movie, and be good at it. Mm. You know, so I mean, you know, what's one more superhero? Is there any other character you think you you know you'd like to see? Maybe you know. I've always said Booster Gold. Okay, I've always liked Booster Gold for multiple reasons. Number one, I like I liked that uh, Bruce Campbell voiced him in the Justice League show. Mm. You know, um, I also liked what they did with him in Smallville. Like it was a couple episodes. I also would like to see, you know, I, I like the the idea that he's from the future and he comes, he's kind of stranded in the past, but he's like this obnoxious superhero that's got all, the, he's corporate owned. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like punching it. This is for Dial. Dial J for justice. Boom. And it has a bar so Like that kind of yeah. guy. But then you find out that he is actually the superhero that has saved has has fixed timelines mm. throughout his whole career, at least in the in the run that I was reading, where he gets picked up and it's, you know, hey, you know what the Killing Joke? Like I remember when um, he in his run, he actually tried to go back and change Barbara Gordon's future from being becoming Oracle, mm. and no matter what he did, he couldn't do it. It was a very like Groundhog Day esque type of, of issue where he realized there are certain things that you can't change, mm-hmm. and but here's the things that you can change where instead of Having Batman go to the left, you force him to go to the right, and that saves the person. Yeah. Outside of that, something really bad happens. It's like he's almost like the the guardian angel of every superhero. Mm-hmm. And I think that with you know like Legends of Tomorrow, what they're doing is kind of along the lines of that. Mm-hmm. Instead of having a team, you could actually have one guy do that. Okay. You know, I would like to see that. I mean, I know they're bringing Blue Beetle. I think is in the show. In mm-hmm. the show. I mean, I know with Injustice Two coming out in in May. I know Blue Beetle's a character. So, I mean, you know what? Let's see. Why not? I mean, I, I think Booster Gold, because he's obnoxious enough mm. and no one really likes him, I think that he'd be the perfect guy to bring television. Because I think okay. the, anti, the anti-heroes that kind of do, like he doesn't really want to do it. He's kind of stuck doing it. And, and he, right. he, he's the kind of guy that wants, it's perfect in storyline because he's the kind of guy that lives for the notoriety and the fame of being a superhero but he'll now never get it because he's forced to jump through time, fixing the other wrong, the other fixing the wrongs that are, you know, in, in, in the timeline. Time right. And he'll, ne- no one will ever know, and he'll never get the accolades for it. And he's always kind of bummed about it because he's like, I save the world every hour on the hour, and no one knows. And fuck, you know. Yeah. Like I think that would be kind of an interesting character okay. to take on. Look at him. All right, what else you got there in the news? Uh, we'll we'll continue on. Uh, uh, Constantine. Yes, we had him on NBC. Uh, um, 
Matt Ryan was the was the actor who played him. Yeah. Well, apparently the CW is going to have him make a comeback, but not as you think. Okay. He's actually there's going to be an animated series where Matt Ryan is going to voice Constantine in it for the CWC. Now, see if you don't know who the seat, what the CWC is. It's basically the CW has an app that you can watch on any device, you know, like your smartphone, your tablet, or Roku, or, or so on, and can watch it. Now, these are going to be 10-minute episodes, kind of like the other one they had, the Vixen. Uh, right, I was going to bring that up, the Vixen that they brought, but then they eventually did bring her into the show. Yes. For at least an episode, I think. Right. Now, I, all right, like, look... That guy, what's his name? Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan has he had the the brief stint on ABC and NBC. NBC. But let's face it, NBC, ABC, CBS. I mean, even Agents of Shield is maybe getting better, but most of the big net networks don't really know how to handle superhero shows. It's, to them, it's all flash, no substance. When they don't, I don't think they ever actually watched a single CW show. Well, the thing is, is too, is it's getting the right character and portraying them the right way. I right. mean, like, like it was a huge gamble, I <clears> thought. <throat> anyway, the CW brought Arrow on. That was the first show right. that we got. And it's just like, Green Arrow was not the character that everybody goes, oh, it's Green Arrow? Like, I, I want to see yeah. this. Like, I mean, you know, but- like, it's like a Batman? Uh, it's a Batman show? Like, like, like a thousand people, you know, a million people to watch right. it, like, instantly. Where the Green Hour was like, ooh, uh, that's that's a tough one. Like, like, how am I going to feel about this? And we watched it, and we loved it. Yeah. And it's just like, well, if we did that, let's bring another character, Flash. And it's like, well, Flash is a more beloved character than, than Green Arrow, right. so it was a more of an instant hit than, than Arrow. But Arrow was, you know, a hit. Well, I, I think, to me, to jump in there, I think Arrow takes more cues from Batman than it does from Green Arrow. Yeah. And and the Flash is more, uh, the like, there's a lot of comic book elements in Flash than there are in Green Arrow. There's more Batman elements in Green Arrow. Right. I think that that's how they worked with Arrow. It's like Oliver Queen's never worked with Rachel Gould or Talia. You've never seen him, or and all of a sudden there there they are on screen. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, and with Flash, you can bring in all those crazy characters because that's his comic book. Yeah. It, it allowed you to go from realistic to kind of fan, fantasy and be able to pull. Arrow into that and vice versa. Like, mm-hmm. I think they do a good juggling act. You know, but then you go and you get, like, Legends of Tomorrow, which is not a bad show, but it's not a well-received show. You know, like, like the, the ratings are slipping. They're really trying. Right. They're, you know, they're always on the bubble whether they're not going to be renewed every year, so you, you always question it. And it's because characters in there, it's just like, nobody's really heard of, and they made them up. You know, right. like, like, like there's a White Canary. Well, the White Canary's like, made up, but, I mean, Adam isn't. Uh, you know, Firestorm is a character. Yeah. You know, um, they had, um, what do you call it? Um, I don't want to say Hawkeye, but I'm, that's not Hawkeye. It's, uh, the Hawk people, uh, Hawk, Hawk girl, Man, Hawk, Hawk Man, Man, and Hawk, Hawk girl. girl. Yeah. You They're know, not on the show anymore. Right. You know, they had their time and they moved them on. And I think, you know, I mean, I know the guy who plays, um, I think it's Ripper. Um, yeah, he's, it, it's ironically enough. Rip Hunter. Yeah. Rip Hunter. Rip. He's, he's a Ripper. Kind, he's the kind of guy, he's the guy in. Um, the Booster Gold comic that takes him from place to place. Okay. So, I mean, you already have your in. Why not introduce Booster Gold and then get rid of the, the legends of tomorrow? Because, yeah. I mean, let's face it, from episode one, you knew that these guys were not... They were depicted solely on the fact that no one cared that they died in the history of their lives. Yeah. So, they have nothing to lose by doing these missions. Yeah. So, you're like, all right, you know, which kind of... Breeds personal turmoil, but White Canary was just made because they like the actress. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like I like the shows, but I just feel like eventually get rid of them, bring somebody new. You can have that. You can have that nice rotation. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what was this? Get rid of something. Oh, you want to do one more? Well, I, I, mean, I think it's time to go, really. All right. Well, Isn't it? No, we're the, 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 it's almost 9 o'clock. We usually stop at 9. We usually stop at 8.30, I thought, wasn't yeah. it? Right. Since we started at 6. All right. Sorry. I forgot. <laughs> Excuse me. We're on a different time schedule. Right. Today we're, today we're back at the old time schedule. Shut it off today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thrown off. All right. Fine, we can we can save that for bonus material. Oh, I got some bonus material. Oh, you got oh, oh you got, I, I, I oh, got I got some, I got bonus material. All right, well then we'll call it a night then. A night. Thanks for. I thought that was funny. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to, uh, well, thanks for listening. You've been listening to Gifters Live here on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio and tune in. Mr. Chocolate Radio's apps. Don't forget to go to our Facebook page. It's Facebook Geeksters. Like it. Love it. Become one with it. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Uh, if you want to catch the replay of the show, you when you hit our about section on our Facebook page, you can find out where to download the show, or you can just go to wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. It's, or if you Google user, uh-huh. you can do that as well. You can go to Google Play, search for it, and we'll be there for you as well. That's right. It's free. And you'll be able to hear what the bonus material is. Would you like to tease what the bonus material is? No, I do not want to tease the bonus material. Oh, why? Because you want to make it a surprise for me. That's right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, ooh, joy. I like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the meantime, if you want to talk to Ed about anything you've seen or heard on the show, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A. And we'll see you next week. And we're back, folks. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So there you have it, folks. Uh, That was part two. Now, Ed has a couple extra news articles, apparently. Yes. uh, You know, as you know, the the new title of Star Wars, the next episode is out. It's called The Last Jedi, Episode 8. Right. So, you know, of course, a lot of conversations have been going on about the title and what it means. What it means. What does it mean? Deciphering it. Well, apparently during a question and answer, um, Pablo Hidalgo, which is one of the probably the authorities in Star Wars, he, he's every time a storyline happens, whether it's for a video game, a uh, cartoon, a comic book, or, Pablo knows. Pablo knows. Like he'll he'll they'll so this is what this is my idea, and they'll pitch it to him. Okay. And, and there's other there's few other ones, but Pablo is the most popular one because he you see him a lot of television shows talking yeah, about okay. it and stuff. So they so they had a lot of question and answers, and he was. Uh, answering I think it was through Twitter uh, when there was this going on and uh, they were talking he goes you know they asked about The Last Jedi you know kind of thing and he wanted he pointed out that the The Force Awakens episode 7 wasn't the original title before J.J. Abrams came on board it was called uh, Shadow of the Empire Ooh. oh yes <laughs> oh see I, that's a great book yes you know I mean it's a book that takes place between um uh, oh, I forget what it took place. So it took place between episode f- uh, two and three, I think. No, it didn't. Shadows of the Empire is an actual book. Well, there's, there's actually there was, there was a lot of different variations of it because there, there, there was, there was a video game based off. It was after episode uh, six. Okay. So that thing, and then there was a comic book series of it. And I think that was during the time of between like four and five. So there's very variations of Empire uh, Shadows of the Empire 
going through the through the uh, uh, series. But you know, they you know, of course, when they did that, they didn't think they would pay proper homage to it. Now I think they call a lot of it now called Legends. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, I'm looking. Shadows. Uh, okay, they're talking about the game. What is a, a, a was the greatest set story set between the films Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi? Okay, so that's the video. Okay, yeah. yes. I mean, and I read the book too. The book is about Leia. The, then we come up with a plan to save Han. Yeah, Boba Fett's in it. Um, I think they bring in uh, Thrawn, mm. who the guy is the blue guy. Yeah, you know, to bring him in because he when uh, Timothy Zane did the what would have been the book trilogies after right. You know the six, they brought Thrawn in. I think there too. Mm-hmm. I think, maybe I don't remember. Well, now he's in. He's now in uh, uh, Rebels. So if you want to see what he looks like, uh, just go to Disney XD show uh, 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 Star Wars Rebels, and there he is. He's he's the like main bad guy for season three. Yes. All right. Here's the book. Here's the audio book file. Uh, he's eyes. Let are... us play an expert. Huh. <laughs> I was already knew what you said. I was like, let's play an excerpt from the book. <laughs> I could if I wanted to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, all right. Okay, anyway, so go ahead. No, it was pretty much it. I mean, you know, they, they you know, they, of course, when J.J. James came okay, aboard, so- they changed it because the whole story was different than what the original idea was. Of course, they never tell you what the original idea was. Okay, oh, all right. So it really has nothing to do with the, Episode eight. It has more so to do with the original title for episode seven. Was. Yes. Okay. It was just kind of a lead in. I was just trying to oh, lead you, okay. you know, because that was that was the big conversation. It started with talking about episode eight and that the, the title of it. Right. So then he never answered it because if you think about it, here's the question: So what does the episode eight? Uh, of course, mean? he's not going to. And he's like, "Well, you know, episode seven was originally." <laughs> Let called- me spoil it now for yeah, you. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> instead I of mean, instead of waiting until December to see it, I'm going to tell you right now what this movie's about. It's about two hours long. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, but I mean, it, it seemed to be like the article. Okay, I know you're reporting the news, but it, it's one of those like if I was. After reading that, I would have been like, "That was my lead-in." That's the you know, oh. was, you know, you know. I was I was trying to get a gain a flow of interest to it because it was you know they were talking about ep- well, where they wait. You said they were talking about the title, I, yeah, the made, last Jedi. Right, I made a mistake, and then I he apologize. was like, he was like, you know what? With the that it's actually was you know what episode seven was originally called. <laughs> Now he's reading the article. Again. I'm just making sure that you know, because I'm like, wait, this article started off talking about episodes. No, they, I'm right. No, that's right. No, it is. They, they started talking. About, of course, he's dodging those questions. You know, he's not going to tell you what episode is about. He's not. <laughs> okay. All right. So you you found the article more interesting about what episode seven was. Yes. Gotcha. All right. Kind of lost me for a second because I'm like. What's this got to do with anything about? It's not about episode eight. It's about episode seven. Like he, you because like he spun it around to go, huh? Oh, episode eight. Well, you know what's episode seven? Like, what? I would have been if I was in the room. I'd be like, you didn't answer the question. Like, why don't you tell me what episode? Like, I mean, granted, the last Jedi could be plural too, because the Jedi means singular or more than one. Yeah. So, last Jedi is gonna be Finn. It's gonna be Finn. 
Really? Really? <laughs> really? Why not? <laughs> he's in a coma. Exactly. So he's going to wake up sooner or later. He's going to wake up in part, and he's going to wake up. I think it's. I think the reason why Finn is in a coma, it's kind of like when Han was in a in Frozen and Carbonite, and all these things happen, and then he wakes up, and he's like, kind of like a little bit in the movie like a, a man of our time like because he's like now that that Lando Kitchen's now a general in the uh and the re- rebellion and uh well okay Prince, uh, 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 all right all right so nah, so what you're saying is that Finn is basically they you they hurt Finn to put him in stasis kind of like what they did with Han in episode five yeah and that, so when episode eight comes out, he's a man. Well, now that, that like, Ray will be almost like a Jedi by that point. I think it's Ray going to be the Jedi, personally. Okay. Because he hands her, you know, hands her the lightsaber, and she has the abilities. Finn, Finn only thinks you can use the Force as, like, like we'll use the Force <laughs> like we all have it. Right. But, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, though, he will just let the Force handle it. And Han's like, it doesn't work, though. But it kind of did. Like it did work itself out. Yeah. So maybe Finn has a latent ability. I don't know. I don't care. It's Star Wars. I'll go see it. You know, you find out three P was the last Jedi. <laughs> you calculated the odds and figured out that through midichlorians and and asteroid fields that he found out that he's the last Jedi. He pushes he pushes Luke off a cliff. Yeah. R2 sitting there going, what the fuck? <laughs> and he goes, I knew it all along. I am the Sith. <laughs> I that's, that's why I was always against doing anything in, this, in any of these movies. I was anti-everything because I'm secretly a Sith, R2. <laughs> they wiped me because I'm, I'm still mad they wiped my memory they thought I had a backup program I knew Anakin Skywalker he was Vader he's my creator I'm supposed to protect my creator and I failed in that mission so therefore I'm on a path of vengeance <laughs> <laughs> and he just goes through the galaxy just on a tirade <laughs> the odds of you successfully surviving this encounter are approximately 672 million to one Blam! Blast her right in the face. (laughs) 3PO, the revenge. (laughs) Yep. You're going to find out. 3PO's been a bad guy the whole time. (laughs) They thought they wiped his memory and he's most pissed at R2 because R2 never got his memory wiped and he not once said shit the entire six movies. <laughs> never once got his memory wiped and so he knew that Anakin Skywalker created 3PO and said shit. Or every time he tried saying something, well, the thing, 3PO like, hit him and was like, you keep your mouth shut. But most of the time, 3PO was translating for R2. Right. So he's like, he's probably telling him like every time and he's like, and he's like, he said this, you know, <laughs> like Master Luke. And, and he's then, like, fuck you, you lying then sack of and, shit. And they're all off and then R2's like, what the fuck, asshole? I'm trying to save this. And then R2 tried saving everybody when he pushed And he's like, I will dismantle you, yeah. you bastard. In part <laughs> three, R2 was, was trying to kill 3PO, pushed him off into the sand, off the sand speed, the, the sand barge. Yeah. 
pushed him off and then jumped in after him and said, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. And unfortunately, they got stuck in the sand and they saved him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> this whole time you find out that R2 has been secretly trying to kill 3PO by throwing him in all these little situations because he knows he's a bad guy. <laughs> Even when R2 and Luke were alone, that's why he shakes like that. He's so mad. He's like, I'm trying to go in. Vader is your father! <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> R2's the secret hero of Star Wars. He's kind of like, dudes, I've been trying to tell you fuckers this for six movies now. <laughs> He's like, he's mad. That's why him and Yoda didn't get along. He knew. Yoda knew and didn't say anything. That's why That's why Yoda was hitting with a stick when he was trying to steal food. He wasn't trying to steal food. He was like, don't you say nothing, you motherfucker. <laughs> now give me this food. Stop taking my food. Art is like, no one wants to listen to me. 3PO knows. <sighs> And finally, just well, he's like, "Fuck all of you, I'm out," <laughs> and shuts down. You know, <laughs> and then you know, until episode seven, we finally wakes up, and his first words are, "Now do you believe me?" Three <laughs> <laughs> PO has a red arm, just like all the First Order people. Come on, look at all the First Order ships; they all have a red stripe. Three PO's got a red arm. Figure it out, fuckers. He's a Sith. <laughs> And at the very end, he gets his gold arm back because he ripped it off of some other guy. I was like, oh, look, can you replace my arm now? I had to go back undercover as one of the good guys. <laughs> how do you think Kylo Ren knew where the, how to go to Jakku? Got the plans from 3PO. There you go. Uh-huh. 3PO is the ultimate villain. And r 2 was trying to stop. It's this mortal Tom and Jerry thing they've got going on for all of existence. <laughs> that's the movie I want to see <laughs> Star Wars episode four and a half like, four and a half the story told the story of Star Wars told through R2 is going I've been trying to save everybody no one wants to listen to me I've been trying to say it ever since I first saw it like Luke Skywalker I need your mom what did he say he said it been motivated you know, <laughs> take the restraining bolt off him. He disappeared. Where is he? I don't know. Let's not go. F- let's not go find him. <laughs> like, I'm gonna tell somebody he's gonna believe yeah. me. <laughs> I'm gonna find Obi Wan. I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna spill my guts. <laughs> and then no, Luke comes in. Our C three PO is like, no, we have to save him. Like, <laughs> like, I don't remember owning a droid. What the fuck, motherfucker? Yeah, our dude's like, what, <laughs> dude? <laughs> I mean, that I've been your. I flew side by side with you. <laughs> Your little R2 unit was my cousin. We were tight. We were tight, yo. Yo? Shit. Turn your back on a droid like that? <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> All right, well, there you have it, folks. That was part two. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want, you can catch the show live on Sunday nights, starting anywhere between 6 and 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio and tune in. Just search Aquanet Radio on those apps. Don't forget if you want to contact. Uh, don't forget to go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. And if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen on the show, you can either go. You can go and. Oh, sorry, another Amber Alert on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> wow. All right. Anyway, sorry. Um, if you want, go to you can contact, contact me. Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. See you next week. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. That was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, 